All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. Pause of Friday, the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 and live on Oilers Nation YouTube. How you doing? Hope you got big plans for the weekend. Hopefully it warms up a little bit. A little, uh, little rainy out there right now. At least it was when I came in. It's uh, raining decently well. So it's always good to have a little bit of a fall rain. It's no doubt, but uh, the weekend's coming. So let's uh, let's hope it clears up, get outside, do a lot of stuff. The Greger Show, as always, is presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where 100% of the revenue stays right here in the province. And tonight, $30 million up for grabs in Lotto Max. So uh, good luck. Hopefully you have a winner. That would be, uh, needless to say, I think it would be uh, make your day a little bit, a little bit nicer. If all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got, uh, I got 30 mil. There's uh, that's a pretty good thing. Pretty good thing. Uh, we are joined now in studio. She is the uh, Monday co-host with Kevin Carius on Sports 1440 and joins us every Friday at uh, 3 o'clock. Lori Ann Munzer, two-time uh, Olympic gold medalist. And, uh, Lori, today I kind of want to talk about the, the different ranges of, of sports athletes because I, I find it interesting right now. You have the, the NHL players who are in preseason. And, you know, veterans are like, I just want to get through it unscathed. You know, the, lots of them know they're on the team. There's obviously a, there's obviously a few bubble players in, across the league, but a lot of veterans know where they're at. So you have that stage. But then you have the MLB, and they're in a fight for their life, a lot of those teams, to make the playoffs and get in. And so I know, like, you know, in your sport, not every race when you wasn't the, it wasn't as meaningful, right? It's just they all mattered, but some matter more, if that's fair. How do, how do you approach that when you're, like, the warm-up to the start of the season? Because you can't win a championship. You can't win an Olympic gold medal at the start of the year. You can kind of build for it. But how did you get through that when it was – I don't know, like the start of a season. Yeah, there's excitement, but, you know, it's not it's not the same. It is the same because every race, every event is a championship race, whether it's a local race, a national race, an international race, a Grand Prix, a World Cup, World Championship, Pan Am, Commonwealth Game, or Olympic. 
it's all the same. In racing. Yeah. But when you, when you, you approach every, like you would approach like a, I don't know, the Canmore Classic. I don't think there is a Canmore Classic. Yeah. Uh, the same as you did an Olympic race. Absolutely. Because by the time when you get to the Olympics, you know exactly what it is that you're doing. And it is so automatic. It's like we were talking last week about putting your left shoe in and your right foot in. I've been thinking about you every day. I put my left foot in and I put my right foot in (laughs) because it becomes a habit. And it's just, that's the way you do it. Because if you take your foot off the gas, oh, you just give away the race. But in now, so individual sports, obviously different. Because if you look at hockey, like the pace of the game isn't close to now is what it is in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. The, the guys that Connor McDavid, he plays fast, but he's not playing supersonic fast, right? Um, so when, and I know you deal with a lot of team, you know, uh, you work with a lot of team athletes. How do you, like, I know I hear him say, hey, if you're not focused, you're going to get injured. I totally believe that. But at the same time, you also know, I don't need to, you know, go 100% in a preseason game. Mm-hmm. Right? So how do you find what's the right level to go? Well, you have to decide what your level is. What does 100% mean if you're going for broke all the time? But then there's the pace too, because the other thing you, you want to do is you want to find that sweet spot where you expend just enough energy. So you've got the physical output, but that you also have the mental game of it as well. And the mental stuff goes on before you get on the ice, before you get on the field, before you get on the velodrome, whatever your playing field is. And... It's done through trial and error, and there's a lot of error, and that's the best part is because in the training leading up to it, that's what the practices are for. Because if it's practice, 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 so that you can execute it 100%, and then it becomes automatic so that you end up using your peripheral. Like you've got your laser focus, but you've also got the peripheral around you that is going on at the same time. And especially in a team sport, you have to have that, but you also have to know where you are. You also have to know where you're going before you get there. So there's a number of components, but you always have to have your foot on the gas, but you also don't want to go too, too hard. And that's where the practice is. And you're going to do it in game time where you just blow the tank and, and you're done. So, okay, come off the field or come off the ice and you reset and then you go again. Lorianne Munzer joins us. It must be a learned trait to not beat yourself up on days when you don't have it. Cause you can do everything right. You can train all you want. And some days you don't have it. It's just a fact, right? Like you don't, maybe yep. diet was off. Who knows? I don't, or some days it's just like, I don't know why, Yep. but I'm not there. Right. How did you learn to let that go and not beat yourself up and say, God, I got to train harder now to make up for it? Because once it's gone, you can't make up for it. It's impossible. You can't. Um, trial and error a lot of time. And most of the time that it went was when I wasn't thinking. But then it was learning that, OK, some, t- some days are going to be really crap. They yeah. really are. And some days are going to be you're just on fire. And then there's going to be the days in between. And it's just, okay, can you break it down into where am I? What do I want to do? And then go out and do it. But you also have to come back and you got to reflect on it going, okay, how did things go? Where could I improve? What worked? What didn't work? What didn't I see? What could and where could I improve? And most athletes that I see, they get 
going in the game. They're mindlessly going through their training. They're not thinking about what they're doing or what they're wanting to do or improve upon. And then they wonder why stuff goes sideways. And you got to stop, pause, think, review, rethink, and rewrite what your program is, what you're going to do. And it's like one event at a time. When you work with the the team sport athletes, because a lot of the success is out of their control. An individual sport, the success is yours. Now, obviously, I know you have a team that helps you, but ultimately, you can control your results way more than you can in a team sport. Um, When you deal with, with team athletes compared to individual ones, is that very noticeable that you see in how they're able? Like Some people would be like, yeah, you know what? Like I did my best. But, you know, other teammate here or whatever, like you score a hat trick, but your goalie lets in two goals in the blue line. What can you do? Right. How how do you deal with them different in that way where they're not getting down on a teammate? Because that's got to be the hardest thing. Right. Getting yep. down on yourself is easy. You look in the mirror and say, hey, pull your socks off. Right. So, and, and you can bounce back from that. Sometimes it's harder if you do that to a teammate. Absolutely. And you're going to see right off the bat who works great together, who works good together and Mm, uh, we got to like rejimmy the the list here, but it's just the one thing I always ask of any athlete, sport athlete, business athlete is, did you give it your best? Did you do everything you could possibly do? And if the answer is yes, you can't ask for anything more. And then you go back to, okay, well, what would you do different if you could do it again? Because you are going to get the opportunity to do it different again. Like when I was at Worlds and things didn't come together, I had a photograph where I lost a race one one thousandth of a second. Like it came down to a photo finish. Yeah. And I went, I'm going to have another opportunity. And we're always given opportunities. So then I asked the athletes, if you could do it again, what would you do different? And then they start to think about it. And it's connecting and communicating with your line. And... Some combinations are unstoppable. You know that. We all know that. And other ones are just like, mm. and if you're on a crap line, you got to bring your A game up and you need to bring everybody else up. So what can you also do so that, you know, you're inspiring, you're motivating, you're playing along with your other teammates to elevate not only your game, but their game as well. And that's when I see stuff click together. Lorianne Munzer joins us um got a few uh texts to get to about this uh topic saying it's interesting laurie how you mentioned you always have to be on but most people are they mentally tough to always be on nope nope but it's something you can learn and that's the best part i didn't know anything about mental training when i started cycling i just got on my bike and i just gassed it i gave it everything i had being a sprinter that only lasts for about 30 seconds 40, 45, if you've got it. But then you still got the rest of the race to do and you've just tanked. So what do you do? You keep repeating the same thing or you start figuring out a different way. But then there's also the mindset part because like NHL, NFL, MLB, everybody is pretty much similar physical level. So what's the difference? It's the mindset. And 95% of what you do in athletics at the elite level is mindset. It's 5% physical, 95% mindset. And that difference of what are you doing to prepare for your game? What are you doing to prepare for your training sessions? But then there's the other component that 
most people don't think about is what are you doing off the game field? What's going on? Like, you know, home environment, relationships, friendships. Uh, maybe you got to work part-time or full-time, or maybe you don't. Maybe you're just kicking back. So there, you got to look at the whole picture of it and go, hmm, there's a little bit more to this than I thought. So what was the biggest challenge when you started learning about mental focus? Oh, biggest challenge. Making the time to sit Think about my sport, think about my effort, the heats, the events, but then also afterwards and outside of my sport, where could I also bring that aspect? And one of the coolest things is it comes down to one word, intention. What's your intention for what you're going to do next? Like when I went to work, the joke was I went to work to rest. I was a legal secretary. I worked for a hundred lawyers. It was awesome. I got to sit while I went to work because I didn't want to be out shopping, yes. walking around a lot, right? So sure. I could conserve my energy. I could blast the heck out of my legs in the gym before work from 5.30 till 7.30, be at my desk at 8 o'clock. And then you rest, you recover, and then I go jump on my bike in the afternoon. That was perfect. But where do you want to go with this? Like, how do you want to spend your time? Who do you want to spend your time with? Um, do you have events? functions that you have to do i like the word intention because i think for a lot of people just you know they just a simple thing like you know what i want to lose 10 pounds or i want to get in shape so what's my intention long term because a lot of people start and then it putters out really quickly it does right it falls away really and now maybe because they're like well i can still survive i can live you know i can be 10 pounds overweight and whatever but you've let yourself down a bit and you don't like it because there's a reason why you want to do it in the first place, whatever the person's reason is. So we'll have to focus more on intention because that's an interesting word on the intent and how you make sure that you stay on the track of intention. Yeah. The other word that I think is really, really important is a professional is always at their best regardless of what's going on. And there are times, there's days when it's just going to go to heck in a handbag and it's just not going to come together. Other days, it's going to be like beautiful, magical almost. And it's just, are you showing up in every area and doing your best, becoming your best? Literally, can you be 1% better than you were yesterday in every area? Because you know what? At some point, it's going to come together. And that's the coolest part. It will come together. I love it. Laurieanne, always great to have you on the show. Enjoy your, your weekend. You too. Have a good positive Friday. Thanks, you too. Bye, that everybody. Lori Ann Munzer. Of course, uh, you can catch her every Monday on the Kevin Carey Show. Quick break. When we come back, Jason Smith. Big announcement, baby. It's starting on Sunday, 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 right here on Sports 1440 as we move to all sports, all the time, on weekends and 21 hours a day on the weekdays. I'll tell you. And one of the hosts of the new format will join us next. A little extra brass bonanza for you on a positive Friday. Welcome back to Sports 1440. I'm Jason Greger, alongside Connor Halley. The Greger Show is always presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. And it is time for our big guest of the day, brought to you by Silent Rides Charter. 
Company, one of Alberta's premier bus charter companies with state-of-the-art motor coaches that will safely take you or, to, or your group to their next destination. Book your ride today at silentrides.ca. And our big guest, a big announcement, because starting Sunday here on Sports 1440, we will have Fox Sports Radio wall-to-wall on the weekends and from 9 p.m. until 7 a.m. on the weekdays. And uh, our next guest, uh, you'll be able to hear him Weeknights, 9 till midnight. Uh, Jason Smith joins us. Uh, Jason, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, my man. I've uh, I've listened to you for a long time in the night show. How you doing? Good. You were playing my song, man. You gave me some brass bananas that go well. Dude, Very I nice. know. You've had it on there. I love it. Yeah, that's my Pause of Friday song for, oh, geez, I know 15 years. I was a Whaler fan as a kid, so it's uh, it's great. We uh, we spice it up. The, when the orders were terrible, I finally I was like, God, everybody's so negative. So we came up with Pause of Friday just because... The orders were a decade of darkness, so we needed something to kind of shed some light on things. <laughs> you know, you want a great story about Brass Bonanza? Okay, here's a great story. I used to get in so much trouble. Before I was a sports talk radio host, I worked in production at ESPN. Yeah. So I was a production assistant, and, you know, your job is to watch games and log and edit highlights and all this stuff. And the Whalers, of course, were huge because Bristol, Connecticut, you know, the closest professional sports team, is Hartford, right? So the Whalers are there. And, you know, Brass Bonanza is their song. And I figured out a way to be able to play it on a phone with the keys. So I, we had a PA system at, at work, and every time the Whalers would score a goal, someone would say, Jason, Whaler scored, Whaler scored. I'd pick up the phone, so it would go over to both buildings, pound, 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 nine eight seven two 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 three 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 six six nine, And I could play it all the way through, and I'd play Brass Bonanza on the phone. I was finally in somebody's office going, can you please stop doing that at night? I want you to stop doing that at night. Just that, That's not just something to play around on. That's for announcements to go over to everybody. I said, okay, that's fine. But I still did the pound, 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 nine eight seven. I love it. I still remember all these years later. And I was telling our list, because a lot of people think Fox Sports, and obviously NFL and NBA or MLB are good, but I'm like, yeah, but Smith's a huge hockey fan. So uh, you know what? I've listened to your show at night. Uh, you, know, you like diving into the hockey conversation. And uh, in Edmonton, it'd be easy at times to bring up McDavid and Drysaddle because right now there's there's no more exciting players in the league than those two. Well, yeah, look, and I want to know you're okay with me because you know because I follow the Whalers to Carolina. Yes, and I don't know, I don't know, if, I don't know how much that there's still that uh, left over from a few years ago because you know <laughs> we kind of had a big series against each other. <laughs> well, you know what, the Oiler fan, they still remember. Yeah, they still remember. I think that they would love an opportunity for a rematch. Right uh, in the in the cup final, I'm sure. I think they would take if Oilers fans right now. I don't think they'd care who they'd meet in the East as long as they could get to a cup final. Oh no, no, makes no difference. I don't care. Look, as a Jets fan, I don't care who we play. We get to the Super Bowl. I don't get, but of course, it's not happening now because, like, I think I'm the quarterback on Sunday. So it's absolute. Everything is absolutely going to be whatever happens. Happens. Get me there. It's all good. Well, and see, that's the thing. It's it's good. So if people will know they listen tonight. It's a Jets fan. So you know, there, there there's going to be a lot of painful uh, nights at times as a Jets fan right now. Like, what do you think would be the best plan for their quarterback situation the rest of this season? To go back in time and to get somebody else to back up Aaron Rodgers, but that's not going to happen. So instead, now look, they should have they should have figured this out in the spring, right? And said, okay, here's Aaron Rodgers, 39 years old. Zach Wilson's terrible. He stinks. We don't want him to play anymore. Let's get a backup. No, they didn't do that. But right now, I'm telling you, the Jets know that they have one bullet to fire on this. And they know quarterbacks are going to be available. They just have to wait closer to the deadline because no one's punting on their seasons right now. No one's trading their backups, and no one's trading their starters. We're three weeks into the season. But you get to the deadline, and the Vikings are 1-5. 
Kirk Cousins easily can go. Uh, Ryan Tannehill easily can go if the Titans stink. Justin Fields, the Bears might want to punt on him by the time he gets to the middle of the season because there's a lot of good quarterbacks available in the draft. There's going to be five or six guys going in the first round, maybe seven. And so, hey, we'll get our next quarterback here. We'll tank a little bit by trading our starting quarterback, and the Jets could clearly get one of those guys. So, yes, they're not going to go down with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, but it's going to take a little bit before they get to the uh, – before they get too close to get another guy. Right around the trade deadline, you see who really stinks, who's done for this year, and that's when you'll see the, the uh, contenders emerge. Jason Smith from uh, Fox Sports, of course, host of the Jason Smith Show with uh, Mike Harmon joins us. And uh, Jason, it's interesting you mentioned that, like Kirk Cousins' name's out there. Is Aaron Rodgers, like, what do you think the chances are Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback in New York next year? Oh, as long as he's okay, 100%. They're paying him a lot of money, man. Okay. I mean, they're, they're, pay, they're paying him more than you guys are paying McDavid. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money to say, hey, we'll see you later. No, he absolutely is the guy next year. Look, he picked New York because he wanted the brand of New York, right? If the Giants had an opening, he'd have gone to the Giants. But he wanted New York because he sees how popular he is, and he wants to be able to have the, to, to grow his brand, kind of like how, like how LeBron chose the Lakers. He wanted the Lakers brand to get to the end of his career and life after basketball. Same thing for Aaron Rodgers. He wants the brand of New York to finish his career and get to life after football. So, yeah. No, he's absolutely coming back next year. I meant more so, like, do you, th- like, do you think he'll actually be the starter as far as health-wise goes? Like, I knew they're paying him a lot. So if they're going to get a bring in someone else like a Kirk Cousins, that would just be for this year. Or would they be better off to bring in a Justin Fields thinking, hey, what if Justin Fields spends a year learning from Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, if they brought in a guy like Fields, he would probably start and then sit. It would be one of those situations. Like, Cousins was clear. Cousins for this year because then his contract yeah. was up. But, like, Rodgers is absolutely coming back. They gave him a bionic uh, Achilles. I mean, my God, they put they had the, the goat of all doctors, uh, Dr. Ella Trosh, you know, put his new uh, uh, foot uh, leg together. So it's like, hey, this is going to work next year. Like, he's thinking he can come back at the end of the season for the playoffs. I'm like, dude, you think we're going to the playoffs with Zach? Well, okay, okay, that's fine. No, it's good to have ambition. Ambition is good. So, yeah, no, I have no doubt he'll be ready to go for next year. Jay, I've listened to your show lots. Uh, you know what? You guys bring a lot of fire, which I think is going to be great for, for our audience. And, uh, you know, it's, it's October's a great time to be a sports radio host, man. There's so much going on. It's like you got a three hour show. You're like, damn, I didn't even get to like six of the topics I wanted to get to just because there's, there's so much happening. Give me your thoughts on the big NBA trade. And, uh, what do you think this means for the Bucks? Like, are they the favorite now in the East? Oh, I, they have to be. You know, look, I love the Knicks and I like what they did in the offseason, but the Bucks. They got the guy they absolutely had to get because they needed somebody who could take care of winning time, right? Because they're a great regular season team, but you saw them they flame out in the playoffs, right? And their last possession that got them knocked out by the Heat was Giannis falls down. He passes to Middleton, who doesn't get rid of the ball until after the buzzer is, uh, has hit, and Grayson Allen puts up a crazy-ass shot that doesn't go. So I think at that point the Bucks realize, all right, we need somebody else can make a shot. And that's why they got Damian Lillard, because he's going to make those big shots. He's going to have the big game. He doesn't have to carry the team. That's some kind of big three with Giannis and Lillard and Middleton. And you, you can fill in. You can get the, the depth guys to come in and, and fill in what they need because they traded a lot to get to get Damian Lillard. But the guy's a bleeping star, man. I mean, oh. you're going to see him hitting shots in the logo, and it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, they're going to really roll through everybody next year. And, I, and right now, if it's not the Bucks in the finals, there's something wrong. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, you, you know, the Bucks, and then you look at – Look at Denver, though. Like, look how good they were last year. And they, I can make an argument they'll be better this year. 
Yeah, Denver's terrific. You know, the one thing about Denver, though, that you, you think is that they're going to get a, a bit of a bounce because they had everything go right last year. They had uh, Nobody got hurt. Every, everybody that was coming back was able to slot in. They had a very fortunate draw. Look at the teams they played to get there. They played, they, they played a lot of teams that nobody thought could play uh, at that level. They got the Lakers when the Lakers were old and exhausted. So it was a pretty fortunate draw for them to get to the finals. Not that they're not great. They're a great team, and Jokic is a phenomenal player. But you kind of had everything go right last year. There's going to be a little bit more adversity this year, whether it's the pass in the playoffs or health-wise or something. So, yeah, you know, yeah, Denver's going to be one of those teams you expect to get out of the West, and sure, certainly they're the favorite because of, of winning it last year. But, yeah, you know, the, 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 you know math and karma, and, and uh, it comes to find a way to get even with you in the next year. So you got to see how things go for them. Jason, outside of uh, the Jets and the Hurricanes, who uh, are you uh, Are you a New York fan when it comes to NBA and MLB, or do you got teams in other markets? Like, who do you root for there? Oh, I wish. I wish I could root for other teams. But, no, I grew, I could have chosen the Giants and the Yankees, and I'd have had a great sports life. But, no, instead, I picked the Mets and the Jets. And now it's every year is just, oh, my goodness, why am I a sports fan? Right? Like, every year these two teams are like, you guys are killing me. Uh, so, no, so it's the New York Mets, Jets, Knicks, obviously, um, in basketball, because nobody's a Mets fan. I yeah. mean, I like to think that nobody's a Mets fan. It doesn't happen that way. So, and, and, and Carolina's my team, you know, because I would say I followed them from Hartford uh, coming to Carolina. And it's weird because when people say, oh, but they, they, they left, your team left, I go, yeah, but I already moved to California when that happened. So right. it's easier for me to follow them from Hartford to, to Carolina. Like, if I was still in Hartford, when they moved, I could see it say, look, I can't root for this team. i got to pick a new team. But because I was already gone, I didn't have that disconnect. I was able to stay with them when they moved, and I'm glad they did because we're really good. we just got to find a way to get over them. And every year we're like, okay, every year's a Stanley Cup or bust year. And every year we, we fall short. Yeah, we, we hit somebody who's really hot in the playoffs or a goalie who's really hot, and I go, okay, maybe next year's the year. But we're absolutely loaded every single year, Carolina. Uh, Carolina's very deep. Jason Smith joins us from Fox Sports Radio. I still think, and I've said it for years, they miss the dominant offensive game breaker. And that's why I think Patrick Kane is the guy they should go get. That's the guy. That's oh. what they need. He's a stone cold oh. killer. Oh, get that out. Get that out in the universe. Get put that put that karma out there. Get those winds blowing from Edmonton all the way down and make that happen. Yeah, look. They, you know, they they thought Svechnikov was going to be that guy and he's still really good, but he's hurt a lot. And he's it's tough getting in out of the lineup. Aho is really, really good, but he's not quite that over the top. Hey, when when the puck needs to go on the net, I'm going to be able to do it. Yeah, if they had they if they had that guy, it'd be perfect. It's like you know, it's like it's it's like the Jets. They have everything but a quarterback. Yeah, they have everything but a superstar. If they had a star player, hey, things would be better. But you know, look, it's it's difficult. You know, I mean, they're building the team the way they did. It's fantastic. It's got to hope that that they can find a way to to get past the you know the second round of the playoffs when they you know have 110 points every year. And Jay, uh, quickly for our listeners who are going to be tuning into you uh, starting at of course nine o'clock here uh, Edmonton time on week, what can they expect in your show? What, what what do they have to look forward to every night with you and with you and uh, Mr. Harmon? Well, we like to have a lot of fun. We're going to do a lot of the offbeat stuff. We're going to play the hits as well. Anytime something big is going on. We're going to give it to you. We're reacting to the night. If something big happens, you get it from us. You get great coverage on it. And uh, the show's a little different. And uh, there's a look, some weird stuff that happens <laughs> basically every night. And it's one of those where I go in the night with a plan and something happens. And it's kind of a fun little uh, mystery how, how things unravel. So uh, I, I promise you, you listen. You're going you're gonna to find yourself entertained. You're going to love the hot takes when we, when, we, when we trot them out a bit. And it's a fun time.
Uh, we're looking forward to it, man. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, we can't wait till Sunday, and then, of course, uh, all uh, weeknights with yourself, uh, Jason Smith, the uh, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it, my man. You got it. Maybe we'll see you in the Stanley Cup final this year. Hey, order fans dare to dream. That'd be unreal. Oh, maybe I'll come back to Edmonton. I was because I, I I came to, I visited Edmonton about twenty years ago doing a story for ESPN. Ah, had well, a ton of fun there. Buddy, we have a we have a brand new studio here for you. You can do your show right here. Be unreal, right in the mall, right in the mall, my man. Lots of food, oh, lots of good places. Like, oh, so just like just like the whalers, we were in the mall. I yes. go from one mall to another oh, mall. You'll feel comfortable, <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. Feel comfortable. It's unreal. You can go in the water park. Oh, you buddy, this would be on. You wouldn't want to leave. Oh, hey, how long is this commercial break? Uh, six minutes. I'm going to Nordstrom Rack, and then I'm going to be right back because I know what I want to get, and I'll be right back in to do the show, I promise. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That is, you got uh, it. Take it easy, guys. Uh, Jason Smith, and uh, I've, I've listened to Smith's show at night. Like, he's been doing that show, oh, got to be at least 15 years at night. And it is entertaining to have a lot of fun. And he's a huge hockey guy. Which is uh, which is key because I know there's some, wow, Greg, it's not going to be ho- oh, trust me, Smith Show. They talk a lot of hockey stuff, and, and the truth is, the orders are on what was tw- it twenty eighteen to twenty four national broadcasts in the United States this year. Trust me, they'll be seeing lots of the orders. Three thirty eight, Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. We are live in the E Wells Studio, sponsored by your local electrical distributor. Keep listening for an electrifying show that is. Going to light up your day, ewell.ca. We will come back. Uh, Don is in. Oh, actually, uh, Mike was in at 600. Now, Don's up to uh, 650. Still a steal of a deal, man. We got four tickets, low seats, to tomorrow night's Iron Maiden concert and a parking pass. So you're going you're gonna to be great close. Then the loge, little VIP action. It's a good, killer show, man. If that's your genre of music, they put on a killer show. So, and uh, it's all helping out Gregor's grad. So if you want in, you can text in or call. It's the same number, 833-401-1440. When we return on the Jason Gregor Show, presented by Play Alberta. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Positive Friday continues on. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show. Greger, Connor Hallen with you. We're going to get to the uh, oil report. We've got some uh, thoughts from uh, Leon Dreisaitl on a, on a few different topics that uh, we will get to momentarily. Uh, a few other texts. You can always text us at 833-401-1440 or you can call us. Same number, 833-401-1440. That's our uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. Guys, what's a bid at? 650. It's at 650 for the Iron Maiden. It is a bid. It's not just, hey, we're not just giving them away today. This one's a bid for charity. If you want to go, it's four low seats. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Currently, uh, Don E has them. Don space E, not Don E. It's not a member of, he's not a member of a boy band. It's kind of how it goes. Hey, Jason, I'm curious to your thoughts on the Oilers. Everybody seems to think they are going to win. I'm very skeptical because I don't think their defense is good enough. Tell me I'm wrong from not positive Paul. <laughs> well, does that mean you're not positive that they're good? Well, I guess I look at a few things with the with the Oilers. So is Calgary's defense better? One through six? I don't think so. Is Vancouver's defense better one through six? I don't see it. Seattle? No. L.A.? No. I'm kind of curious who's the third pair in L.A. this year. So, like, which defense in the West is clearly better? Now, there's Kale McCarr and, and Taves in Colorado, so I'll give you that. If you want to say Colorado's better, I'm totally with you. Dallas, I can make an argument for Dallas as well. Fair. Vegas, mm, yeah, probably. But then if you go Vegas, well, who has better forwards? I think you'd say Edmonton. Edmonton has better forwards than Dallas. And even though there's McKinnon and Rantanen, if you put McKinnon and Rantanen and then you say, okay, well, McDavid and Drysaddle, McDavid and Drysaddle are better than those two. Then you go down to Nugent Hopkins and Hyman and Kane does Colorado have three guys that are better than them? So it, it, I don't know if they're like now Tampa was kind of freakish because they had a future Hall of Fame goalie, a future Hall of Fame defenseman, and two, if not potentially three, future Hall of Fame forwards. It's kind of rare to split it across the board. I think Edmonton is going to surprise people. I know it's been the topic of conversation for a long time. The orders have to reduce their goals against. No question asked. That's the number one. Th anybody who tries to tell you, like, well, who's going to score goals? What? What are you talking about who's going to score? I honestly, Brandon Sutter's the fourth line center. Great. I don't have any worries about the orders offense unless they get some key injuries to their top end guys. That's the only, that's the only way, right? I don't see any other reason why I'd be like, oof. I'm concerned about Edmonton offensively. It's all going to come down to, are they consistent as a team? They showed last year in the final 20 games, 25 games, they can be pretty good defensively. They've done it at times. They haven't been able to do it consistently. And and that's, and that's an element that I, I think it's fair to, uh, to question it. And if you want to say, well, I need to see it to believe it, that's fine. 
see it to believe it. But I will say this. I think the Edmonton order, keep in mind, Vegas in the regular season last year was 12th in goals against per game. They, they weren't dominant, right? They were 12th. So I look at the orders and say, can Edmonton, who was 20th last year, can they move up to 12th? We're talking an improvement of 24 goals against over the course of the season. So that's one fewer goal every three games. Like, it's not a ridiculous amount, right? It's it's obviously one that, you know, they're going to have to be decent at, but it's not it's not crazy, right? So let's get to, uh, to Leon Dreisaitl, because here's one thing. Um, Leon Dreisaitl talking about... You know, the, the game of cat and mouse when it comes to their power play. The Orders obviously have the best power play the NHL has ever seen last year at 32%. Their last four years, it's 29%. Four years, it's averaged 29%. That's pretty damn good, right? I don't think you can just sit there and say, oh, it's a one-hit wonder. No, they're really good. So ask Drysdale just about the cat and mouse game and how other teams always try to take away something, but they keep finding new ways to bring in a new wrinkle. Yeah, for sure. I think there's there's certain things that we're good at and that we don't want to change and, and continue to do. But there's certain things that you're always trying to adjust to. And, and, and you know, teams are obviously, they're well well aware of, of what we're capable of. So we're going to get everyone's best at all times. So uh, we're up to that challenge. We enjoy that challenge. And um, we also enjoy, you know, coming up with, with new things. Did you notice a difference? Connor shot the puck more in the power play than he ever had. You guys were 1-2 in goals. Uh, does it, do you get open more now that he's... He's more of a shooter because teams have to respect that more than maybe they had in previous years. Um, well, if he's shooting it more, then I'm not getting it as much. So, well, no, your shots. It's funny, your shots actually. Your whole unit actually was just shooting more. Yeah. No, we were. I mean, we had, we had amazing players on our power play. Um, I think everyone can shoot the puck. Everyone can pass. Um, I think that's exactly what makes our power play so so dangerous, right? So. Sometimes, you know, you need these shots to break teams down. And, and you know, it's something that, um, you know, we, we probably don't get enough credit for is how hard we work at getting pucks back and, and create create chances off of that. So um, sometimes you just need a shot to, to break them down. And uh, I think we, we got the right, right uh, pieces in place for that as well. Power play's been so good for so long. Is it kind of a luxury that you have that? Or is it so interwoven into who this team is that it's a necessity now? Like, could this team win with a middle-of-the-pack power play? I'm sure you can, but you need something on your team that you're really, really good at. Otherwise, you're not winning. Um, our power play is, is a weapon. It's not a, it's not something that we want to change. Um, you know, we want to round the other parts of our game out, um, certainly. But uh, the power play is definitely a weapon that, that we're proud of, that we work extremely hard at. And, um, you know, in a game of hockey, there is power plays. You know, when a team takes penalties, you, you're going to try and, and capitalize on it. So um, it's, uh, it's something that we're, we're proud of and, and take pride in. I love what he said there. You got to be great at something if you want to win. And the order's power play is great. Now, you obviously got to be really good at some other things too. But, you know, the suggestion while the order's, yeah, their power play is dominant. But I don't understand why people think that's a negative. That doesn't mean just you can have two things happen at once. You can say their power play is dominant. It can remain dominant. It's not like, well, you know what? They're not going to win until their power play is average and they improve defensively. I'm like, what kind of crazy pills are you eating? That makes no sense to me. None.
What are you talking about? Why can't their power play stay dominant and they just improve their defensive zone coverage? And, and so I shouldn't even say defensive zone coverage. I would say their defensive consistency. Because I think that's, that's their bigger issue, really, is, is the consistency because they'll have tendencies to just kind of have lapses, to be honest. Right? Well, you've seen it. You've watched it. Orders of control in the game, then boom. Like, look at game five against Vegas. They were in complete control of that game. First penalty, okay, not a great penalty. Second penalty, definitely not good. And they give up two goals, and then they give up a third goal right from the blue line. They just, you don't want that goal to go in. Right? And there was just game over. In a span of one minute and 30 seconds, it was game over. Right? Not not great. But, like, look at the orders. In their last 32 games of the season, from February 1st on, the Oilers were first in goals per game at 4.31. Next was Colorado at 3.74. And then in that time, in goals against, the Oilers were 14th at 2.97. So they were plus 1.34 goals per game. Now, they weren't top 10 in uh, in goals against. They were 14th. Now, so being better defensively than 20th, guess what? They were still number one in offense. So now let's pick another number if you want to go. Look at the orders over their final 20. No, no, that's not. That's too small. I was. We'll go March 1st. See how many games that is. Okay, 21 games. Edmonton orders are now leading the NHL, scoring 4.43. So even more goals. Oh, now let's check. Where were they defensively? Oh, now they're suddenly ninth at 2.67 per game. Now they're 1.76 goals more per game. That's what they were winning their margin by, 1.76. So if anybody tells you, and I've seen, well, can you do both? Yes, you can do both. You can score lots. And be good defensively. Honestly, the, the owners don't need to lead the league in goals against. They're not the LA Kings. That's not their forte. Their forte is scoring goals. But if they're top 10 in goals against, and then they're number one in goals for, you're killing it. And that's why in those games, they had the best record in the NHL at 18-2-1. and one. Right? So it's a long answer to your question of, I think the orders can be good enough defensively. They've shown it. They just have to show it for longer stretches of consistency. It's not that they can't do it. It's can they do it consistently? And I think they can. I think there will be an improvement there. Now, it's not just going to be a perfect do-do-do. You're riding the elevator to success, and they're never going to have a dip, and they're never going to have one night where suddenly they're giving up six, and maybe their goalie's letting in a few softies, and they've thrown a few pizzas or a few bad. Trust me, it's going to happen. I'll guarantee you that right now. We'll be, I, I don't know when, but I'll guarantee you there'll be a few of those games this year. It's just how it goes. But overall, I think the Edmonton Oilers have a very realistic shot to hover in the top 12 goals against. And if they do, because I have no worry, I think they're a top five offensive team, probably a top one offensive team. I don't see any reason why you should be that concerned about the Oilers' overall play in the, uh, in the regular season. That's an interesting question. Hey, Greg, uh, Jeff Jackins has mentioned uh, Gillis in pretty much every interview. 
Is he the future GM? And how would you feel from uh, Ontario Moms? Now, when was the last time um, Gillis, like, he hasn't been a GM since Vancouver, right? So, Mike Gillis, we're, he's now, what, 60, oh, geez, I don't even know how old he is. I want to, I think he's 65. I could be wrong on that. Cons, you can check it out. I, I, th- I think he was a 58, so I think he's 65. 65 in December. Oh, okay. There you go. So, he, you know, he was an agent. I think he learned lots, um, you know, in that in that realm. But he hasn't been a GM for at the so when this season's over, it'll be a decade, right? Because he he got let go at the end of the 2014 season for the Canucks. I don't. He wouldn't be at the top of my list. Could you have him on your staff? Sure. But he wouldn't be the guy that I would bring in to be the GM of the Edmonton Owners next. If indeed Ken Holland's like, I'm out. Um, and, and I honestly, if you ask me today what I think is more likely, Ken Holland resigning or Ken Holland, you know, taking on an advisory role, I'd probably say the advisory role. I, I, I think he I think he wants to take a little time off, enjoy life. That's just me, though. I Ken obviously isn't telling me. He's not giving me his playbook on what his career is going to end. But that would be my gut. And I, Mike Gillis, for me, wouldn't be on the top of my list as a guy to hire. At 10 years out of the game, it's not a retread that I would bring in. Me. Would you? Let me know. 803-401-1440. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley and a Sports Center update brought to you by... Roger Weert and his team at Weert, Pearson, Akel and Associates, private wealth management. Helping business owners and professionals build, protect, and enjoy their wealth. Earn more now and call Roger and his team at 988 4119